live and direct. Li live in Astoria. <laughs> we have some jasmine tea this morning. I gave. We'll cut that part. I gave, <laughs> I gave um, my spirited away cup with no handle. There's no handle on it. It's not that hot. He's just kind of being a pussy. He like wrapped a, um, a paper towel around it to hold it. Well, I think what you're not taking into account is the fact that this mug is probably a better conductor of heat than your glass. And so, so what, this is going to cool off. Yeah, yours is going to cool off. Oh, than, that makes sense. Then mine is, so. That does make sense. I don't think, um, it's very hot. And I think, yeah, it's a nice mug though. It's like really cute. It's really, it has like you, Baba, and No Face, and like a bunch of, the Radish Spirit, a bunch of characters from Spirited Away on it. It's really cute. So if I'm just entering the Studio Ghibli world, like yeah. where should I start? Spirited Away is a good, is a really good one. Or a lot of people, like Ponyo, people like didn't really know. I feel like that Ponyo was like Studio Ghibli. Ponyo, which is Disney and Studio Ghibli together. Um, um, Spirited Away. Collab movie? Collab. Okay. Hayao Miyazaki and Disney. Um, um, Howl's Moving Castle is a really good one. There's so many. Whisper of the Heart. Kiki's Delivery Service, which I never really got into. I've seen part. That's the only one I've seen, seen part, part of, of where she's like on the broom. Yeah, she's a witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a little witch. No. That one was cute. It reminded me of like Pokemon a bit. <laughs> in a weird way. I mean, they're all, they're like little cute little characters in all of them. Um, my neighbor Totoro is another one. That one is so cute. They're all really like they—they they are like kids' movies, though. Uh, are are they considered anime or no? Uh, I don't know. I actually don't. I I don't know if they are honest. Quite honestly, yeah. Like stylistically, they can look kind of similar, but also Hayao Miyazaki like creates such beautiful scenes. I don't, I don't know if it's considered anime. I really don't. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. He's Japanese, so, so I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. I went to a uh, Japanese like short film screening recently. When? At this space. It was like, I guess towards the end of last month. Okay. Um, I was on the internet. TFTI. What's that? Thanks for the invite. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. It was one of those like, you know, nowadays, I'm like, I'm going to do a solo trip first, and then if I enjoy it, then I'll then invite people. Someone. So I got to, that, that's my excuse, one, to go alone. But <laughs> I also have to validate the experience first. Fair, I guess. Um, it was cool, though. But, but it was interesting because uh, um, at some point I was talking to a woman, and she was like, have you ever seen, like, any... Japanese film and at the time I was like no and then I realized man I've watched a lot of like Japanese films and whatnot like in school and so mm -hmm. forth and so it was it's interesting being a film student at least for me I mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily as 
engage maybe yeah, and so like i was watching films from different places and different peoples and not necessarily knowing that they were from a specific mm -hmm. place mm -hmm. um which is cool but, but yeah no it's funny to look back i mean for me too just like when i when i was at wait cut do you mind if i say like dartmouth or like no go okay. ahead do your thing okay when when i was at dartmouth like I kind of just was skating by and like taking courses that were felt easier, I guess. Like I just wanted to like pass everything and like party. And it's like, <laughs> it's so unfortunate because now I'm like, it wasn't until like the last couple terms that I was there that I've discovered so many different courses that mm -hmm. I wish that I had taken or just like interests that I didn't really, that I didn't care to explore really at the time until it was too late and now I look back and I'm like, damn, just like, damn. I feel like we need a how-to handbook for every level of school. Honestly. Which, which I think is going to be my graduate school thesis. I like that. Of like, how to learn. Yeah. Um, because, especially from a young age, they just throw you in school and say, consume information. Yeah. And there's no really like, okay, but what do I do with this information? Mm -hmm. Or how do I know what information to um, uh, retain? Mm -hmm. There's just so many facets and layers of education that are important to actually getting something from school Definitely. that aren't emphasized at all. And so I think as much as as much as college is, is, is kind of off our fault for not paying attention there. I, I think there needs to be a better emphasis on like paying attention in a specific way or like for learning sure. in um, a specific way, which is, which is, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're in graduate school. Like I, like now I'm more interested in taking courses. I'm like taking a, a jewelry, like making course right now. And I'm, I've never so like avidly taken notes when I don't need to because I'm actually like I'm just yeah like engaged and like I want to learn and absorb and I feel like in school so much of it especially when you're about to go to college and like depending on what you study when you're in college it's more about like beating the system and getting the best grades possible and and I don't know for for me that didn't have to do with actually like long-term absorption of the content it was just like memorize it in like a really superficial way so i can regurgitate those those that stuff onto like a test or into an essay and then like it just disappears after the term is over yeah. so i mean i feel like that could, that could be an interesting topic that we could do at a different time like just like school like standardized testing all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, but a lot of it is just also attributed to how curriculum is set up and the fact that you have to go through so much information in 10 weeks. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't like, you're forced to kind of speed read, right. forced not to kind of sit with any of the um, 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 uh, material and stuff that, that, that kind of you're Definitely. supposed to be learning, so. Yeah, and, we can, yeah. I mean, I remember, I'm also, just real quick, just, like, I remember certain courses at Dartmouth, too, that it's, like, the material at the beginning of the term would be geared to, like, scaring, 
students <laughs> certain students off mm -hmm. so that like so that that the median would be a, like a certain would be high up or just like and i just don't think that any type of learning should be geared to like scaring yeah. people away like that i don't know that's just inherently problematic it's a crazy concept i know like what <laughs> interesting right hmm. but and that's why i flopped out of econ <laughs> yeah econ was econ is a scary site for anyone <laughs> thinking they're gonna do that i tried to take an econ class. i tried to and I, then i dropped yeah i will see i didn't even take i took like the the I took the econ class for people who know they're not going to do mm. econ. Mm. And so it was easier. But even then, I was a freshman and I was like, all right, like, I'm not trying to do more of this. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I took it when I was a freshman, too. And there was like, they made it so that you didn't. I think it was like you didn't get your midterm, like, grades back until after the point where you could drop your classes for like the, the you know the drop class period <laughs> and so pretty much you had to like it just forced you to drop like before you could like get your grade to a certain right. you know what i mean yeah. like it was just they just rigged it a certain way i don't miss i mean i don't miss those days like yeah. but i do miss like some film classes and like studio art classes that oh. i had taken <laughs> Like, <laughs> my God! I just wish I paid more attention. Like, I just wish I was... cinema has the eye. <laughs> well, then, well, then, then it's like that's the whole the film theory, which got so convoluted at a certain point. Like, film is film is door, film is window, film is mirror, film is <laughs> the list goes on and on and on. Well, speaking of Dartmouth, Dartmouth. Yeah. Hookup culture was also another very prevalent part. Oh of yeah, and so I think that's that's our topic for that's our topic the day, which is which is interesting. Um, hookup culture, and I don't know if if we <laughs> want to tackle hookup culture starting in Dartmouth or just in life, but um, hook I can say hookup culture is very prevalent in our society. I mm -hmm. feel like when thinking about relationships in general hookup culture is probably the first thing that comes to mind if you ask anyone like when when if right. like what they think of when they think of um just interactions be between people mm -hmm. and um and, and and it's very interesting how it's become something so prevalent in society and i don't know if it's always been like that um i've actually done a little history okay I can give a little background. That would be helpful. So my, so I did a little research, and like my main source is this review that actually is in the National Library of Medicine. Um, it's from 2012, so it's you know that's like a decade old. So the year we were all supposed to die. Yeah, the year we were all supposed to die. But so obviously it's like a little outdated, especially regarding like homosexual and queer relationships like it's more mm -hmm. heteronormative yeah. um so we're we're no experts here we're just doing a little podcast but it's called sexual hook of culture a review um by justin r garcia and other people but so pretty much just like for like a little background is like 
I feel like hookups have probably always been a thing. Mm. In fact, I remember reading a book in, I don't know when, I was in like elementary school or like early middle school and it was about like caveman days. Like it was, I don't, it was like a, it was, I th- want to say it was like historical fiction kind of thing. Mm. And, but I remember there was like, there was like a little hookup in the, like the cavemen were like getting it on. So like, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of always been somewhat of a thing. Right. But as far as like in a, North America, um, what they said is like around the 1920s when there were more automobiles and then there were like entertainment venues like movie theaters and like the likes of this, then courting was taken out, like was removed from the eye of like guardians because before it's like you're going to the house, you're meeting the family. It's like Mm. it's much more formal and it's much more you're keep, like the status quo, like you're keeping it just sweet and romantic. And so then once there are spaces like cars, the car, you know, like a car, a good car hookup, a good movie theater makeout, <laughs> like once there are like these other places that, that adolescents could get it on, then they were getting it on pretty much. Hmm. Um, so that's like kind of like what this paper proposes, the origins. Um, and then, you know, in the 1960s, there was essentially there was like there were censorship laws from like 1930s to 1960s, um, so that kind of limited images of like erotic images in the media, mm-hmm. which also kind of normalizes hookup culture because you're seeing it and then you you know you're becoming more interested and wanting to experience it yourself. Right. Um, but then the 1960s there is the rise of feminism. There are more college parties, and then there is more birth control, and so it's just a shitstorm for. For, for fucking essentially <laughs> um so that's kind of just like a little background of like yeah like where kind of where these the origins of like more casual casual sex essentially interesting yeah uh hearing that i also feel like there's probably a way to delineate between one night stands and like hookup culture that we have now because even even in even in I would imagine even in mm-hmm. the sixties eighties, even early two thousands per se, like that hookup only happens if you meet someone in a certain place or like right. you you see them at like a party or right. in a uh, film or something like that, and so I, I would imagine it's not until like Instagram and Facebook come around mm-hmm. where you can really like have that that access to people in an um, unlimited way where, right. where that culture kind of creates where it's, where it's we can now not, 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 not only like um, have a, um, a one night stand, um, uh, but also have an extended like thing happening right. and, and um, occurring after a while. And so I think social media definitely plays kind of a large role in that culture and kind of how right. it's become so prevalent in our everyday life definitely i mean it's definitely funny to think about i mean just like i'm thinking of this is like hook i guess i'm i'm also talking more generally about just like the nature of relationships situationships whatever um today but like also just thinking of the concept of like a soft launch like soft launching someone and then like (laughs) a hard launch like just like these i don't know these these terms of engagement that we have Nowadays, but this study also kind of, well, they, let's see, they define 
hooking up as brief uncommitted sexual encounters among individuals who are not romantic partners or dating each other. And so there was kind of a, a distinction between like a hookup as kind of more a one-off, a one-night stand, like a mm-hmm. like an isolated event versus like friends with benefit or like a booty call or like fuck buddies. Like that's more a more ongoing situation, which still definitely like is under the hookup culture umbrella because I would say so definitely because then the line the line gets muddied a little bit and then situationships situationships are are not where it's at are scary scary, (laughs) so so it's definitely interesting I like I feel like it's almost a spectrum from like hookup I mean this isn't any like genius um I don't know discovery but like from hookup to like relationship and then it's like there's the one-off and then there's like the fuck buddy situationship i would say fuck buddy is before situationship because situationship it's getting a little more romantically involved Mm. at least in the mind of one party i would (laughs) say okay you know yeah there's like the one where it's like mutually non-romantic here for this yeah Yeah. and then it gets like maybe one person is thinking it's starting to lean that way and then so that's why i feel like situationships are usually like messy like it feels messy because it's like oh like maybe one person's more invested than the other Uh and then there's actual dating and then somewhere off in the distance there's like actual marriage which i don't even know if that's happening anymore these days (laughs) but yeah i i mean what do you think? Well, I was going to ask you, do do you think friends with um, our benefits is possible? <laughs> I'm going to speak for myself and say there's no way in hell that I could ever, <laughs> I could ever do that just because I'm such... I, I've at times thought that I was asexual. This is not the case. But I don't feel like se- really sexually... Um, horny (laughs) unless I'm with someone already like I kind of need to have a romantic connection first before um, before like in order to like actually be um, I don't know satisfied Hmm. so for me no and I wouldn't want to do that to myself that's literal torture to me is it possible I think it's possible. Yeah. I think there are people out there that truly can just get it off and it's like an exchange. It's just like they shake hands and that's it. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, I guess it becomes a question of can you have sex without being emotionally Mm -hmm. evolved or Mm -hmm. or, or, um, involved? Mm -hmm. And it's made even harder when it's someone that you already have a good um a relationship right. with because for me like i right. can say i don't i i personally stay away from it just because i value my friendship so mm. much and i'm like i've never had right. it, or at least it's possibly changing but it's it's very hard to to have a friendship stay in the realm that it's in yeah. after you're that intimately connected it's like you almost can't ever like even if you try to it's hard to ever go back to what things were and so for me it's it's almost like a fear factor of like even if i start liking a person it's like 
I wouldn't want to risk it to risk a friendship. friendship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because um, friends with benefits is an interesting, very interesting concept. It and it gets, it gets a bit muddy. Yeah. Um, it's messy. It's just messy territory. Like, I'm not trying to get messy with my life. Like, yeah. let's keep it clean. Let's keep... Right. Like, if you're my pal, like, I'm not, for me, it's like, if you're my pal, I'm not going to want to, like, hook up with you unless I f- feel ro- some kind of way romantically about you. Like, yeah. for me, for me, I guess it's just, there's not, it, there's not a separation between, like, carnal, like, sexuality and, and like, an emotional bond, I guess. Like, I can't mm-hmm. just, like, act sexually only. Like, there's always some kind of emotional attachment for me see it's kind of interesting because like for me if if i have that i guess intellectual connection with someone like i can start to develop those um romantic feelings towards a person just because i enjoy the person like as a person right and so there 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 have been times where i may not have been attracted to someone but becoming friends um, or what the person has caused me to become more attracted yeah. to someone, and so yeah. it's, it's 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 interesting how feelings evolve um, right. and, and 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 can kind of change into something that um, they didn't necessarily start as. Definitely, I'm, I'm I'm curious, like where do you where would you say you fall in the like hookup culture mm-hmm. realm, or like when did it start for you? I was very, I was like, a very late to, to, I was a late bloomer as far as I didn't have my first kiss until, um, winter of my freshman year in college. So I was very late to that, late to just late to the game in general, and just pretty divorced from it always. I like had a, a little, very short, like hostant, but it just wasn't for me. <laughs> I've like I've had crush literally I've had crushes on people for as long as I can remember like I've had crushes on boys I've had crushes on girls like for as long as I remember like I've always had crushes and like I'm just like a romantic um and so that being the case I it's just like uh, like the idea of a one night stand is literally so far from appealing to me like <laughs> Or just friends with benefits or anything like that. Like I'd rather just preserve my energy and protect my peace, and unless like there's, an like an investment with another person, which I feel like a relationship is more of like an emotional, spiritual mm-hmm. investment, um, that's mutually beneficial, and mutually satisfactory. It's just it's more that's much more appealing to me than just like a one-off where where like usually the I mean if we're talking heteronormative like the woman doesn't really get sexual satisfaction from just like a one-off hookup Hmm. um but whatever yeah where do you fall I'm confused about I get confused about where you where you fall in in the in the hookup spectrum of like do I engage in it yeah yeah Um, (laughs) I think that's the answer right there I would, I would definitely, like I have in the past, even now. So, so what I was going to say was like, right, because hookup culture, at least how, how I've experienced it, right? So 
when I was like sixth, seventh grade, maybe like people started watching porn. And like, I was like 11 or 12. And so at that age, like you start to, I guess, develop an idea of like what sex is and whatnot. Yeah. And so from there, especially as um, uh, being around a bunch of males and boys, it's almost like that becomes the goal of like, right. of like becoming a part of a, of a friend group. Right. It's like, it, it's almost earning <laughs> your stripes whenever you kind of get into a situation right. with women. And so that, that, that started at a very young age of like chasing yeah. that, chasing that, um, I guess, adoration from my peers. You want the clout? It's like clout. Yeah, it's like, it's exactly. Like, it's yeah. Like yeah, like even, I, I think being able to talk to women was more of a status symbol than like being good at sports or really? being smart in school. Wow. Like if you were like able to talk to girls, like you automatically have like a leg up in anything <laughs> because you can say, oh, but like you're still a virgin. Like, what do you mean? Like, like there's nothing you can come back from that. I'm like dying. you can't say like if someone says that to you, you can't be like, yeah, but I was straight A's or like, yeah, I'm the captain of the, it's like, no, nah, like you're still a child. You know, and so, so um, a big portion of my life, especially in high school, was like chasing that for the longest period of like, all of my friends have had sex and I'm like the one friend that's like, mm -hmm. hasn't joined this club yet. Mm -hmm. And especially going to, I went to an all boys school as well. And so going to an all boys school is like a twofold experience in the sense that it's a lot of fun just because there's no one to impress per se. Mm. Like you're around a bunch of guys and so right. it's like, I don't care. It's a, like, it's a big sausage party. It's, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Essentially it's, it's like a sausage party and it's all jokes. It's just like, right. we're not like everyone's there on like their PJs coming into school mm. and like no one's impressed. So there's not a competition, right. but the downside of it is that, oh, you almost like all of your interaction with women is trying to like hook up. It's mm. only for that purpose of like being able to like have sex or like find a girlfriend or something right. like that. And so for a large part of my high school life and into early college, I didn't necessarily know how to just be friends or like interact with women mm. aside of like a hookup space. That mm -hmm. was like the only way I understood mm -hmm. it to happen. Um, Eventually, I got to the point where I realized that wasn't enjoyable for me. Like, mm -hmm. I have friends who have, like, are, are like, hoes, like, absolute whores <laughs> in, in the fullest sense of, like, the word from a very young age. And I just never got into it. Like, at some point, I was like, this isn't fulfilling, uh, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so as I've grown, there's still that urge for hookup culture, but there's also like a knowledge in me knowing that that's not what I really want. Mm -hmm. And so I think that goes kind of into where I'm currently at now, where I'm fighting with myself to stay off like Hinge and like Instagram. <laughs> and yet I'm still a part of it. Like I can't stop myself from going out and seeing someone pretty and like thinking like, man, like a hookup would be like, <laughs> and even if I don't, that's funny. 
pursue it, that thought still comes right. through my mind. Right. And so um, I'm kind of on the fringe, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Which is fair. Yeah. And it's like we're young. It's like we're young, too. Like we're. I mean, I'm 24. How old are you? 23? 23. Yeah, 23. Like, we're very young. Um, but it's, it, it was funny when you were just talking about, like, middle school and high school. And I feel like, I feel like middle school especially and maybe late elementary school, like, when, pe- when people are starting to get an idea of, like, what sex is but, like, don't fully know. And are, but then are, like, I feel like as women, too, like, oh my god, just like trying to express yourself sexually before you even know what that means. Like mm-hmm. as a woman, it's like, I remember wanting so badly to be able to like shave my legs or like mm-hmm. all the girls were like getting push-up bras, like <laughs> like just like sex, you know, sexual expression before you even know the implications of that. But also in the study, it had talked about um, like marriage and the age of marriage and the age of like having a first child is later than than it has ever been in history at the same time the age of puberty is earlier like at an all-time earliness Mm. so like there's a big gap between like when you start physiologically like feeling like an urge for reproduction or just like primal urges to like have sex versus the time when you actually like are needing that or like wanting like in a social sense to like get married and like reproduce and like you know carry on your bloodline so there's like this big gap and I think that's also could really contribute to like just all this casual sex because there isn't like that there's just so much space between like Mm -hmm. when you first are getting horny and like when you actually are settling down like there's just a lot of time for experimentation and just, you know, to fuck around. When, and I also think that, I think that gap is also kind of not necessary, but it can be important and helpful. Because I think a big part of like hookup culture for me throughout my life has just been getting to experience different people. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a question of like, do you have to experience someone in a sexual way to like understand them? But I think that that that's always been a big appeal for me on Hinge is like I get to meet someone I've never met before Mm -hmm. and like just see how they live for a little bit and then like get to get to understand um, their perspective perspective on life and so forth and so um i don't know i think there's i I think hookup culture can be beneficial in some ways like i know my dad had was a big proponent of like not necessarily hooking up but like dating a lot of women or going out on a lot of dates to understand what type of woman he liked or like Mm. what what type of person he wanted to be in a um a relationship with and that only comes from meeting a lot of different people and like talking to a lot of different people to kind of understand because if you only talk to like a few people in life you only know those kind of small those those small um kind of person um analogy types and so forth and so there is there there is a case to be made where there's something good that comes from it i just think 
a lot of people don't condition their mind to experience it. It's more of like... Well, I also feel like there's a difference between... I mean, there's, there is a difference between, like, casual dating and, like, casual sex. Like, those, mm-hmm. are, those are two very different things. Like, you can, you can still be dating a bunch of people and, like, get to know a bunch of people and a bunch of different personality types and, like, see what you vibe with and see what you don't click with. That doesn't mean that you... Like, that's de- very different from just, like fucking a bunch of people mm. um but then again it's also like sometimes you like you kind of i mean i think it's good to have a variety of like sexual experiences and see what works for you and what doesn't like what you want in bed um but again at the same time exploration can be done well it's just i don't know to change gears a little bit there is a funny correlation like in this, in one of the studies that was quoted, which was that essentially for college students, um, there is a correlation between like how much alcohol was consumed mm. and how far like the, the hookup went. So like the pretty much like the less alcohol that was consumed, like I think, ugh, I wish I had the numbers, but it was, it was just like people that were most fucked up were actually having penetrative sex and the less fucked up that these college students were, then maybe it was just like oral or maybe it was just like making out. Mm-hmm. And like it pretty much went went all the way back consistently to like the more sober you were, the less, the less. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, that's, a, I guess that's to say that there doesn't need to be harm in it and it can just be good fun, I think. But all, at the same time, like there's, a lot of people are aren't taking seriously like the bad side effects which are that like you know STIs or STDs like especially if you're drunk like you're not like <laughs> you're just not really thinking about it yeah. um you know the risk of unwanted pregnancy the risk of like non-consensual especially like the more fucked up you are I don't know, there are just, like, there are certain risks that, like, that I feel like, and I can, like, that even drunkenly myself in college, like, I just wasn't thinking about whatsoever, yeah. like, and I didn't care, and I, or I just thought I was immune to it, Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like, it's just, like, yeah, I'm invincible, like, it's not gonna happen to me, but it's, like, these are really, very real things that come along with hookup culture that, that there's not so much a spotlight on versus like the clout you get or like being cool or being emotionally unattached or like very cool qualities I feel like but it's like there's a flip side to all this that's very real and and it's also interesting how the negative aspects are the ones that are highlighted and like celebrated like raw sex is like oh you really did like i watched this one video clip this week (laughs) and there was these two guys on a podcast and the one guy asked him you like how many um people have you had sex with and he was like 60 and then the 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 guy was like how many of them were were raw and he was like 60 and like the guy shook his hand like, yo, yeah, bro. Like, that's what's uh. up. And so it's just interesting how we celebrate the unsafeness. Like, having, like, having 
protected sex is almost just as bad as not having yeah. sex. It's like you might as well not have had it. Like, but to be fair, also this, I feel like that is much more relevant to God to like again like heteronormatively, but like mm-hmm. to guys like like that's cool for you guys. Like it makes no difference for the girl really. Like whether you guys have a condom on or not. Like, <laughs> wait, why do you say that? I mean, like as far as like sensation goes. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. As far oh, as, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize. Oh. Well, actually, I've heard otherwise. Like, I've had experiences where, like, women have been like, like that. Like, it's not, it's, it's not as fulfilling. Okay. Okay, that's right. Okay, but well, at least it's like it's not like oh, that's cooler that like you had. Yeah, that you had, and I feel like this just is another thing about hookup culture too. It's just how like the same act that for a guy again talking heteronormative you know roles but like mm-hmm. the same thing that makes a guy cool and like can get get him clout is like the opposite for women and it makes her a whore it makes a girl a whore it makes her a slut and it, but i feel like too like that's more coming from like if my friends were just hooking up casually like it's kind of like i feel like it was it's guys that like would label a girl a whore or a slut mm-hmm. more so than like other women although that does happen but it's like yeah if like a girl is like getting a lot of bodies like a guy I feel like guys would be like oh like she's you know she's getting I don't know what you guys say like she's getting around like it's not a good thing it's derogatory versus mm-hmm. like if your own homie is like fucking a lot of girls then like yeah he's the one like he's a goat like he's a player yeah, yeah, um, that's, and I think that speaks to how, like, male-driven the, like, c- culture is, yeah. um, which is, like, society, I guess is a reflection of society, right. um, but it is a very male-dominated, um, culture in a sense, and, um, and I don't know, it is, they're, they're, yeah, because, because even, even if, if, just thinking of my own experiences, like, even, even if, because I, I call my friends hoes and whores because they are, <laughs> or, or, or maybe not, I mean. But it's like endearing. It's jokingly yeah. done. It's like, yo, like, you're disgusted, like, I'm, like, you're absolutely gross, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to laugh while I'm saying yeah. it. It's not like I'm chastising yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't say I've, I've ever really chastised women for it either. Like, that, that, uh, for me, it's always been, like, if we do the same exact things were the same like right. we're on the same level right. um but i think that also is interesting how nowadays women have started to flip that with with, with kind of um <laughs> with the uh the rise of the um a liberated woman right. um which is kind of um i don't know it's twofold i think there's there there's sure. kind of some some good aspects of that but also some kind of um not i don't i wouldn't even say detrimental aspects but aspects of that um ideology that are out of women's control that kind of leads it not to be as fulfilling as they would hope right um which is unfortunate um i i mean yeah well it's also interesting even like speaking of the liberated women like I feel like there still exists, there's like, you know, this idea of the Madonna whore dichotomy, which I'm also quoting from, from this, the same study, but like, which is pretty much that like a woman that is 
sexually liberated and sexually um, assertive, like, is not the same woman that, that a guy, like, wants to marry, per se. It's mm -hmm. like, those are two very different women. Like, you don't want to ma marry the whore and, like, she's good for now. She's good while you're young and, like, even if you're dating, just dating her, like, it's just casual and it's good fun. But, like, that's not the same woman that's marryable. That's not the same woman that's, like, emotionally mature and emotionally... Um, deep and like the woman that you want to raise your children so like mm -hmm. even though there is this idea of liberation there's still so much stigma and that like a woman can't be two things at once she can't be she can't be sexually um have sexual agency and also be deep and be intelligent and be mm -hmm. a woman that's like that's wants to be married and like wants to have a family and wants to have all these things whereas there's not that you don't see that divorce between with a man like there's not a divorce between his sexual prowess and like and who he is as a human being but like with women there's there's that divorce and I think I think honestly like the sexual sexual liberation should to me means having sexual agency it doesn't mean the frequency at which you're having sex like it's right. just it's just choosing how you want to express yourself sexually essentially right. that doesn't mean having sex all the time that doesn't mean how it, it can mean well it, it can look that way yeah, it can it also can look like exactly that, it should it, be your choice exactly and it can also manifest as com completely being celibate and i feel like when i was lost on tiktok I had some, maybe this was just geared at me, but, <laughs> but, but, um, there are just, I just was seeing a lot of women that like are kind of reclaiming their, their own sexuality. And, and for a lot of them that looked like celibacy and that looked like just not preserving their sexual energy mm -hmm. instead of just giving it casually because it, it's, it just could be, I think hookup culture can be very numbing and can be like, very dehumanizing yeah. so I think a lot like a lot of people are sometimes it takes being a hoe for a bit to like come to that realization and mm -hmm. be like okay I want to preserve my my own sexual energy yeah I, I think the I think the idea of like sexual um uh, um uh, liberation being like freedom of choice is really important yeah um be, because and 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 the inf and and I think so, one one of the unfortunate things is that in in the cases where it may um, uh, uh, where it may um, uh, manifest into having more sex because you you just mm -hmm. enjoy sex, you don't always have control over the other side of it. Um, and if if it is in a uh, hetero um, a no, uh, um, um, a normative sense, it may you may end up with a male that kind of still has that like mindset of oh, I'm just here to like mm -hmm. express my um, uh, masculinity um, uh, and mm -hmm. so forth, and so you kind of are um, uh, liberated in your choices, but you still don't have control over what's actually happening inside of that choice, right. and so it leads to a lot of cases where it's kind of you're liberated to an extent and it's not as um, fulfilling as it may seem. And so it's really cool to kind of think that 
that freedom of choice can also be like not mm-hmm. uh, um, deciding to not have sex at all because yeah. that, um, um, I think that's ju- ju- just as um, important. And I think it also speaks to just the pressure that comes with the culture, Definitely. like the feeling of like having to have sex to be in the loop mm-hmm. or just be involved. I think something that came up, at least from the male perspective, mm-hmm. was that a lot of males feel like they have to have sex just to be um, validated mm. in the eyes of their friends. Right. Um, and I'm sure it kind of, I'm sure it feels that way um, on b- both sides, I'd mm. say, but it's kind of just, it's, it's unfortunate that we've built a system where it's almost like you have to do things that you don't enjoy just to get or just to be someone worth kind of being yeah. um, in life. I know. It's it's just like I feel like I've had experiences where I go in and I like have an I'm emotionally vulnerable essentially and I go in and, and I'm open with someone and then it ends up not working out and that that's like whatever. But then it leads me to not be willing to emotionally invest in the next situation and so I might go in and be with someone who is emotionally open and then we're mismatched when it it could have actually been mutually mutual vulnerability between us Mm -hmm. and so I think that's the danger really of hookup culture is that it kind of just breeds this this detachment and and depersonalization and casual sex and I think that's the main like qualm, I can't believe I'm saying that word, mm-hmm. that I have with just casual sex is that it's an objective, it's, a, it's like a case of objectification and you're objectifying another person. Mm-hmm. It's not another human with which you're engaging. Right. It's, it's like an object onto which you're projecting like your own erotic fantasies or like an object from which you're deriving pleasure like it's not another human being and I just think especially now in the technological like digital age where there's already so much distance between us as humans and like we're getting instant gratification everywhere with our phones on and just getting constant dopamine hits like then casual sex is just another avenue for that and it's just like a dopamine hit and there's just again just like a lack of like investment in like knowing and being known by another human being and that's what what I think it kind of scares me about it a bit a little bit yeah yeah it's something you were saying in that is like I guess woman almost becoming defensive in some cases to mm-hmm protect themselves mm. from 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 being hurt right um, that's something that i've experienced and i it's almost interesting because it creates a cycle of like yeah okay, kind of like someone gets hurt and then kind of they become closed off and then from 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 say a male perspective you almost start to like overcompensate to like get through that barrier right. and kind of um get past that and then in some cases males get hurt as well and they do and and, right. and and then kind of from a 
from a male perspective, I think it turns into hurt people, hurt people. And so <laughs> if I get cheated on, it's like, okay, I'm going to go on a rampage and mm. hurt as many people as I mm. possibly can so that other people can feel that way. And that becomes kind of um, a coping um, uh, um, uh, me um, uh, mechanism for kind of males. And it's kind mm. of this, this, this cycle of like, people hurting people because they're hurt and then those people that they hurt become um hurt and then hurt other people yeah and then yeah. And there's just this this, this crazy cycle yeah. of like just constant um just pain and it's so yeah. unnecessary it's it's kind of and and yeah it's unfortunate um it is i'm curious like what would you what would you say is like good sex or like foot <laughs> or like a fulfilling sexual um or relationship just when both get their get their socks off is that the, the phrase just when both people are, are hit the point of orgasm <laughs> like no 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 but i feel i but like past like <laughs> just the like sex like the like um a re, um a relationship as a whole because because honestly like you could like both people can or Gas a minute, it's still not be right, fulfilling. Right. Like it still could be like weird. I just like right. got my nut off and like, <laughs> went home, you know. Right. Um. But like as like an all-encompassing thing. Like, like within a relationship. And, like, yeah. Everything. Or or I mean, even if it's not, but like just like fulfilling sexual um a relationship. Hmm. Well, what's your answer to that? I'm curious. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with like intellectual st stimulation right. I'd say it has to be a little bit more than just sex right I think it's yeah a lot of it I haven't thought about this so yeah for me I think it's for me it's fulfillment of the other person like having a willingness and a want yeah. to fulfill the person I'm with yeah makes the sexual experience more all-encompassing mm -hmm. and fulfilling because then i know it's mutually yeah um uh, beneficial yeah. i'd say and so that kind of breeds way for it to be kind of overall for 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 me to feel full after definitely well i okay and that's a good i feel like that's a good point because i feel like good sex is when if you have two partners and now we're just <laughs> Talking about a sexual relationship where there are only two people. <laughs> but but if they're both trying to just the, to get the other one off, essentially, I feel like that's the best case scenario because it's not because then it's not a selfish act. Like I think when selfish. when it's a, when sex is, becomes a selfish act is when is when it becomes harmful, and I feel like. And, a lot, and unfortunately, just in a lot of casual sex cases, it is a selfish, selfish act, whether that's to get clout with your homies or whether that's just to, to you know, like you or to get to even the score from a past hurt that you had or just to like get a knot and go. Like, I just feel like a lot of casual sex is just it's a selfish act. And I and I think that maybe I'm now I'm talking about like making love, but like. But like sex that's like selfless and is like about fulfilling the partner, then that's more 
a union and it's more like co-creative and it's more spiritual at that point and I think that's like mutually beneficial and I think then I mean talking more broadly just I don't know it speaks to like a, a I don't know I know I'm not gonna go there but yeah I just like I think I think selfish acts of any kind are like ultimately harmful to the culture yeah yeah I, I think we should write a book or something called selfless sex <laughs> I feel like that's 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 what I'm getting as like the route because because that that is it I think like fulfilling sex is selfless yeah. sex like where it's like I'm I'm just here to enjoy this other person exactly like really really fully like be aware be be kind of in tune yeah. with the person it's like sex should be an act of creation per yeah. se like where where we're mutually adding to this experience and make it something mm-hmm. greater than ourselves. I um, mean, and sexual energy is like very power, powerful energy. Like there are people that practice sex magic. I, I don't know if you've heard of this, but like, no. because essentially, you know, the, the energy that like comes from an orgasm, it's reproductive energy. Like it's literally life force energy. Cause that's where you can literally like conceive another human being in that moment. It's extremely powerful energy. And so if both parties are like in it for the right reasons and like have are aligned, like have heart alignment, then like that energy can be used. I mean, people that do sex magic, like they use the point of orgasm to like manifest things, Mm. which like, which I think is interesting. I don't think it's out of the question as far as I'm concerned, because it's just, it's very powerful energy. Um, And so I just think it's like, I feel like, hookup culture is like so such a bastardized form of that and like so far divorced from like the the like amazing just like it's just so it's just a different level like a one-off fuck than like actually really having emotional intellectual like spiritual investment in someone it's just like worlds 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 apart because it definitely is a spirituality present in sex for sure it's like it's it is even it's even, meditative almost yeah even even thinking about it now like just it's crazy the idea of having sex is so crazy to like <laughs> think of like how was i doing this so like wantonly mm-hmm. and like just like recklessly at yeah. some point to 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 even there's so much there's so much on the 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 line every time yeah. you have sex like seriously and i've experienced the like consequences of sex firsthand Mm. and like there's there's so much that like can go wrong there's like even even like mentally like i've i've been (laughs) i've been in mental shambles for long periods of time just thinking about what could possibly happen after sexual experiences and to put ourselves in that position over and over again is just I don't know how we do that. It's, uh, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, I that's the price you pay to be cool amongst your homies. Is that it? Yeah. Homosociality. Homosociality. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. funny. No, but I do think it's like, I think it, for me, and, and I, I don't want to speak to everyone because I do think there are people, like, there are people that are just more sex, sexually inclined, like their nature is just very mm. sexual. 
And well, sex is enjoyable, right? It like, is. <laughs> but there are some people that like that's where their energy lies. Like as right. like like as much as like painting might be a craft for someone, like mm. I think that for some people truly like sexuality can be like that. Their energy is grounded there. And so it's like like if that's true it's like I feel like it comes down to being tr- true to who you are and like what you want and if that's truly how you are and that's in in you engage in that way and it's just in a true and transparent manner then and you're not h- harming anyone and ha- not harming yourself then then that's amazing and that's great I think when it comes when if you're ever having sex when you don't truly want want to then that's an issue I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're not having sex when you want to be having it, that's your own problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's your own problem. But I'm just saying, like, just like if as long as there's transparency and and you're you're acting how you want to instead of playing games. Like, there's so much game playing and not, and it's so annoying. And you're not playing games and you're not hurting other people because you were hurt. Like, it just come from a place of like being genuine and just being authentic and like what you want and like be transparent don't act like don't act like you don't want a relationship when you do don't lead someone on that wants a relationship because you want sex like just like just authenticity like I want I just want want or hope there to be more authenticity between people and vulnerability quite honestly because that's a big part of it it's a big part of it and it's like if you're able to completely divorce yourself emotionally and spiritually from a person that literally is inside of you or that you're inside of like that I think that can echo out into like your life and like your ability to connect with other people um just on a human basis like if you're able to divorce yourself from someone that you're being intimate with, like you definitely are like can become desensitized to other things. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, I think it can kind of speak to just the culture at large and, and being able to see something about a shooting and like forget about it 10 minutes later and just like desensitization and depersonalization. So it's, I just think as long as there's self-awareness, like I just think there needs to be a little more self-awareness and awareness of how your actions impact others. And yourself. And yourself. And like and caring and not being like, oh yeah, like this is going to hurt someone and just being okay with that. Like yeah. uh, that I can't understand. That's hard for me to understand quite honestly. Right. Well, and I think a lot of the, because now I'm thinking, all right, well, if, if, if hookup culture was like eradicated, how, how do we build something new? Or like, how do we how do we create a new culture that's a lot healthier? Right. And it probably starts from the male end of the spectrum, and like yeah. us changing. I think that has to start <laughs> at a very, a very yeah. Young age of like, I mean, you guys have a lot to. I mean, there are reasons that you guys that, and again, talking heteronormatively, but like, you guys are that way, and like a lot of hurt and like acting out sexually is like a form of not almost revenge um i don't know like i wouldn't say it's revenge 
but I think there is there is there's like misogyny within hookup culture. One hundred percent. Yeah, I think it's even within having the act of having sex. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's very prevalent. Yeah. Um, which yeah, that but I think it's it's almost like sexual relationships can be like if 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 you feel like shit in every other aspect of your life, like mm-hmm. people people tend to overcompensate in mm. like a sexual kind of definitely um, De- 100%. space and so i think that that kind of leads to that like aggression um, like it's yeah definitely, definitely aggression and and leads to horrific acts that happen yeah. in, in, yeah. in kind of a lot of cases yeah. um and so i think changing it starts from from kind of just Changing males per se. I mean, even even with all the pressures, Just even with throw them all out. Yeah, I mean, but but there but but there is like, well, yeah, I mean, no, you no, could, but sorry, sorry. but there's also like the idea of like becoming a genderless society, mm. and so I think that as 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 more males become become more, um, what's the word? Comfortable in their masculine, yeah, um, identity. I think that starts to change yeah. the like sexual culture as 100%. well. At least I hope it does. Like gender norms starting right. to loosen is like an encouraging thing for me because right. I think that will also translate to like more fulfilling sexual um, our relationships mm-hmm. because people don't, especially males, don't feel like mm. they have to live up to a certain standard. Yeah, it's not a, like, it, it, instead of it being a performative space where it's like, look look at me, I'm doing this to sh- like show off to your homies, like it actually can be a safe space for like sexual exploration and like finding your sexual identity or like f- just finding what works for you in bed. Um, definitely. I mean, I... I I'm I I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I mean it would be nice. I feel like and obviously right like this space now is pretty ugly, but things have to get pretty bad for for them to start right. improving and I think the pendulum um, might be swinging back a little bit. I think this I have a lot of hope for this next g- generation I'd say cuz they're they're growing up in a very different society mm. like like kid kids are starting to become more aware of like queer mm-hmm. culture and so forth mm-hmm. and just understanding that there there are so many different types of people and mm. even even as a person that identifies as one thing it doesn't mean you have to be um mutually exclusive and stuck to that like right. um personality type forever like you can you can explore different things and you can be one way but also appreciate culture mm-hmm. and kind of um, other aspects of life and I think as I, I think for anything right like for us we're we we've, we've kind of been stuck in our ways for like 20 plus years and so we're not going to change unless we really make the effort and want to but for yeah. kids that kind of grow up in this culture right. and like don't know anything but right. being accepting and being um kind of aware at least of yeah. of kind of um everything that's out there it just allows them to kind of have that foundation to have right. um a culture that's that's that, that's just a lot safer yeah yeah i mean i agree and yeah just like having the freedom to like explore yeah yeah, yeah i agree i think until then 
I think it's a solid start until that like generation. Hmm. I don't know if they're Y or whatever they are. Yeah, what? Wait, are they what Z? We're Z, but we're at the old end of Z. Okay, so no, yeah, so so I don't think they're they're Z. They're. I mean, I have a friend in high school, and I feel like I feel I feel like it might be different for that for even them. just because it isn't so, there's not so much rigidity with like gender structures and like, yeah. and and like like we were saying, just like being a man like means like having a lot of sexual par- partners and right. like this and that. So yeah, like that kind of dissolving and people can, mm-hmm. just being people and it's like it doesn't like yeah, you're not defined by like your sexual the frequency of your sexual encounters or like just uh, being people. Essentially, just like yeah. we're people, we're humans. It, it's funny because someone asked me, like, what do I think it means to be a man? And I was like, I don't know. I can only tell you, like, what I think it means to be a human. Because, mm. like, anything I would say for a man can also apply to a Absolutely. woman as well. Like, being able to just, like, take care of yourself, being kind of like, just, 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 just having, like, um, uh, morals per se are like yeah. things that apply to men and women and yeah. I know men and women that do all of those exactly. things on both sides of Definitely. the 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 spectrum and so I, I hope we, we, we kinda move towards like a human gender rather than like male and woman Absolutely. and, and kinda anything else. I feel like before I feel like before it was more a dichotomy with like male and female but I feel like it where it's it can become more of a duality or just just because mm-hmm. because and i believe this and this isn't a lot of different spiritual schools of thoughts but just like that within each person is masculine and feminine energy and it's it can mm-hmm. be your feminine can be more stronger or your masculine can be more stronger you can be a woman born a, a woman and have more masculine or be born a man and have more feminine and yeah, just, like, going beyond gender and going beyond... I mean, as a society, we're progressing. It's, like, we're going beyond race. Like, we're not just, like, being, like, okay, you're inferior because this is your skin color. Mm-hmm. Like, so we're moving in that way. I mean, it's still working. The, it's still in the works. Very worked. I don't know if I agree on that front. But it's still sure. in the works, but, like, we're progressing, and it, like... In a perfect world. In a perfect world. I mean, it's going to take a while before we get to that. But, like, we are progress. We definitely have made strides since, like, a a century ago, lynchings were still happening. So, Mm -hmm. like, we're making making strides. But so in the same way that, like, hopefully those those boundaries are falling, like, we're going beyond gender. And it's, like, essentially going beyond the physical and how we came out of of the vagina, like the way we came out of the womb, it's like we're going beyond the physical and seeing who we are as human beings. And yeah, just defining ourselves through our own human experience, not like a gendered or a racialized or what other, like, or a whatever experience. Because that's so like, it's so superficial. Um, yeah. So So for anyone that's like wrapped up in like, hookup culture right now and is unfulfilled in it what would you say 
are tips to kind of circumvent it or avoid it or sometimes it's like the only way out is through and like sometimes you have to go have enough experiences to like sometimes you have to you have to have enough bad experiences to be like okay this is not where I'm aligned and like this isn't this isn't what I want so like sometimes like I said before like you have to engage in it a bunch to be like okay and get your ass heard enough that you're like okay I'm gonna not do this anymore but it's just but you can also engage in it in a healthy way oh absolutely yeah absolutely yeah like if if like I said like as long as there's transparency I think that's like the main thing um but if you're in it and you're dissatisfied then remove yourself yeah but sometimes this is is and again and i'm gonna say this casual dating casual sex are two different different things so like you can date casually and not be having sex casually you can be having sex casually and not be dating casually and in either case i think the most important is communication exactly i think I think if we communicated better hookup culture, like even even if we don't get to like a genderless <laughs> society or anything like that, if we can learn to communicate, I think we'll get to a much better place. Definitely. Just letting your intentions be known. People don't want to communicate though. That's the thing. Like well, if a guy wants to hit, then he's not going to be like, oh yeah, I don't want a relationship actually. Well, yeah. Because you want, because people want the thing so bad. I know. It's like a fear of not getting it. So there it, needs but... to be self-awareness first. Self-awareness. And there needs to be an, like an abil- ability to empathize and like care about another human. Acceptance even if you don't know them. Well. I yeah. feel like being able to accept the fact that you may not get what you want, but it's better to like... But people want what they want. Preserve emotions. <laughs> yeah, but at what cost? <laughs> I mean, you're telling me. I'm out of the scene. I'm not on the scene. I hope to never download any of the apps ever again. Yeah. I don't foresee it, but never say never. I hope that for you as well. It would be <laughs> nice to, to excommunicate. I you know? From... From 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 the ills of gamified dating. <laughs> <laughs> right swipe, left swipe, super swipe. No, but I, I was the other day thinking, I was like, I might be at a place where if I saw someone that I really found attractive, that I might be that bitch that, like, I would actually go up and, like, give them my number or something. Close like, mouths don't get fed. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I don't even think that should be in a mad like that should just be automatic I know but that's I don't know we're like we're that doesn't happen really or I mean it's ha- it uh, happened to me like a year ago what I'm talking soberly too yeah I've, do you I've, give out your number in the yeah really why are you cra- of course really I I'm I it would be more detrimental if it? I didn't. How do you do it? Start a conversation. Where? Like, I like your outfit. Like, that. What, just like on the train or something? Or in any setting. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I still go to like the uh, club and so forth. So a lot of times it's like in club settings and whatnot uh-huh. or like at like a party or something like that. Right, right, right. But if I right. see something I like, I just start like yeah. a convo. And yeah. it's like, oh, where? Like, you seem cool. Like we should grab food at some point if you're up for it. Definitely. No, I just I would I want it to happen organically now. Like the apps are just really freaky. Like I would love weird. to meet like 
a woman in a bookstore or something like <laughs> in the fiction aisle at Barnes and Noble. Oh, like, dang. Do you have any recommendations? <laughs> that's so corny, but that's something out of that's something out of a Hallmark movie for real. But she wants to have to like. I feel like. You're more likely to find people that you enjoy in the spaces that you enjoy. Oh, definitely. Like, I almost... For sure. I almost feel like it's a bit futile for me to be looking for... In the club? Yeah, and not because there aren't there... And not because there aren't, like, people that... I could enjoy in the club, but I don't enjoy the club. So, like, the person right. that I, I probably right. most enjoy probably doesn't enjoy right. that much either. No, it's definitely, it's, it's like vibrational. It's like, there's, it's a different vibration. It's a certain crowd that is going to be at the club. It's a different crowd that's going to be at a jazz show. It's a different crowd that's yeah. going to be at... Jazz club is crazy, man. <laughs> I'm like, I want to go to more jazz. I went to a jazz club, like, a couple weeks ago. I'm like, I want to go more. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting experience. You gotta, you have to have the patience. Really? For for the jazz club. But, yeah. So here, I'm I'm in my celibate era right now. Yeah. I'm celibate, and it's great. And I'm back to thinking I'm asexual. <laughs> <laughs> no, not actually. But I'm just I'm protecting my peace right now. Which is important. It is. I feel like we all need to protect our peace, me included. I have to do a better job at that. <laughs> <laughs> but again, we are young. It's like, whatever. Yeah. But it's also like, we can act grown as young <laughs> We can make grown-up decisions. If you know better, like, yeah. you can do better. You should act better. Yeah. Time, so. Well, I think that was a good episode. Yeah. Rain check. Episode three. That was that was cute. Yeah. Do you have anything else you wanna add? No, I think I think we covered all of my notes. Yeah. Um and it and again the one I was citing was Sexual Hookup Culture Review by Justine Garcia. I feel like we should leave any like Research documents we did in the, in the bio thing. Okay. Description. In the comment like, description. If you're interested in reading further. Okay. Um, thanks for listening to the one person out there that, that listens to this, if that. And we'll be back um, next Thursday on the dot. On the dot. We're doing Thursdays. I'm putting it down in vocality. I'm putting it down in writing so that we have accountability. But yeah, next Thursday. Manifestation. Manifestation. Cool.